Could this really be happening? The one guy we thought would never go to live, Rory McIlroy, someone who said he would rather retire than play for live, now sees the possibility of the tables turning. An interview that just came out with his ex-agent shed some light on what could be a massive deal for Rory to make the jump. And that's not the only big news. We also have some recent quotes directly from Greg Norman saying he's still actively pursuing Hideki Matsuyama. And we've got Anthony Kim. Curiosity abounds around this guy, him possibly playing for Liv this week, this very coming week. And on top of all that, we had a major snub of John Rahm by Tiger Woods. Mike, there is so much going mm -hmm. on this week. Oh, yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. So let's start right with the top and talk about this Rory McIlroy thing. Um, we're going to read some of the quotes because it, it, we're now living, let's admit it, we're living in a world where, and especially I think when John Rahm happened, we started to understand that all bets are off. Literally anything could happen. Absolutely. And whereas I would never, I'll be honest with you, I would never even take this seriously as a possibility mm -hmm. a couple of months ago. Yeah, I agree. Now you got to take everything seriously. <laughs> exactly. Because you never know you what never might know. happen. Yep. And and I think what gives this strength and the reason why we have to take this seriously, I still want you guys weigh in in the comments. Let us know. Is this just, you know, just floating ideas and just for the idea of headlines or is this something that's actually possible? But what really drives that for me is that Rory he changed his tone. And one thing that's undeniable, he changed his tone dramatically. A lot. Yep. And that largely happened after John Rahm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we saw him talking about, you know. Ryder Cup rules need to be changed now. All that stuff. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And a general acceptance of the guys. Uh, he, he walked a lot back of saying how he did, you know, he couldn't. He, he even apologized for being a little bit too quick to judge guys who went over to live. And then on top of all that, you know, words are one thing and actions are another. He resigned his position, you know, on the PGA Tour policy board as the player director. Yeah, right. You know, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. I wonder, I'm like, I'm saying, like, is this a possibility of someone's in his ear? Maybe it's his team, his manager, agent, whatever it is saying, like, listen, let's not ever close the door on something that can be so lucrative for you and something that may be, may be big. Yeah. You know, maybe start the, the, the reverse talk, you know, campaign now. You know, don't just shut it out. Maybe that's what he's doing. It could very well be. And also what we've seen recently from Rory in the last month or so is a lot of indications that he wants the game to become more global. Yep. We talked about it it being similar to, to some things like in the UK with the Premier League in, in soccer or as they call it, football. And, mm -hmm. You know, him wanting that, it, it sounds more and more like the live model. And you get right. to wondering, like, you know, what does this mean? So let, let's talk about the, the quotes first. So these, this came from Rory's former agent. Now, this is important. It is not his current agent. Of course, big difference. Um, big difference. But there's no denying that this is somebody who has a, a very intimate knowledge of Rory, of the way that Rory thinks. No and doubt. you can see that in some of these mm -hmm. quotes. Um, but he also undoubtedly has been following Rory's career very closely and there's no denying he's still plugged in. I'm sure here, you, most of what we've seen from the leaks in, in Twitter and otherwise have been from guys who are living in that circle in the inside inner circle with the players. So this is Andrew uh, Chubby Chandler. And what he said is, and he starts off by saying, 
Rory is not shy in having an opinion and not slow to apologize if he got that wrong. When he turned pro in 2008, we sat on a bench at Glen Eagles, and I had Rory telling me that the Ryder Cup meant nothing at all to him. It's just It was just an exhibition mat- match. I'm here to win majors. There's nobody bigger into the Ryder Cup, he's speaking today, than Rory McIlroy. We mentioned this here on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. That showed Rory's first ability to make a 180, and I don't think Rory hides that. Right, he doesn't. You know, in some of the interviews and some of the the, the press that led up to the previous Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. we saw that evolution of Rory. Yeah, we you know, sure did. He's an evolving personality. He he came out, and at, arguably at the time, he was young, he was a kid. But for him to come out and say that the Ryder Cup didn't mean anything, and then now the emotion we've seen from Rory after the Ryder Cup, the tears, mm-hmm. Ryder Cup means almost everything it to him. It seems that way for him. Yeah. Right. Actually, in all this conversation about them needing to change rules now that Ron went over, he wants to make sure that that Ryder Cup legacy stays intact because, you know, he's at the top of that Ryder Cup team. He is the cream he of the He is the crop. face of that. He's Ryder. the face of it. Yes. Absolutely. And he knows that. So, I mean, yeah, no doubt, man. So this, if nothing else, what we're building here as we get through these quotes is, is showing that Rory is the type of guy who will change his mind. A, uh, he's a, he's evolving character, but on top of that, he will, he will come out with it. He'll apologize. And in a large way, we saw that. We saw that when he changed his rhetoric towards Liv recently, where he said, you know, I apologize for judging these guys too quickly. They are making their decisions for their own reasons. So moving on, you know, continuing those quotes from the interview, his former agent said, Rory is of the ilk that he'll say something because he likes to have an opinion, but he's quite happy to apologize for it. And that's, uh, and that's what he's done. So again, mm. idea, setting the stage Rory may say one thing and then he may change his mind apologize come out with something yep. different move on but here's we get to the real good part you know and this is where it's really started to turn some some heads he said if you were being cynical you might say he's going to sign for about 750 million pounds so that's over 800 million dollars US dollars in a month's time with live because he's paving the way uh, that lives okay now whereas it wasn't mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, that's huge. There's a lot to unpack there because not only is it, it would be the biggest signing, massive amount of money. On top of that, I thought it was interesting that he put those words there in a month's time. Yeah, Like putting almost a timeline on it. And what else is happening in a month's time? Augusta. Augusta, but also April is the new Uh, framework deadline. mm -hmm. Is there going to be an agreement and as part of that, Rory's like, you know, the two come together. Like, could this really happen? Like, I, whereas I originally saw the headline, I thought, no chance. Right. As I'm kind of like thinking about this, I'm like, you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think still, isn't there, the, how's he going to get over the, the, this gripe with Norman? Like, does Norman have to be out for him to sign over there? Well, there's, here's an interesting thing. We got a quote from Norman too. Mm-hmm. Norman is also dramatically softened on Rory. I so see that. Yeah. Let, let me tell you what Rory, uh, what Norman said, and and this this leads into what we're going to talk about in a minute with oh, Matsuyama. He was Greg Norman was was I'll, I'll give you get you that quote in a second where Greg was talking about still actively pursuing Matsuyama, but as part of that he was talking about his his basic business decision making is is largely taking the emotion out of it mm-hmm. and just forgetting like what was said and the personalities. So what he said about Rory, he said. 
this is just this quote is just from just a few days ago. He said, when Rory missed out on the 2011 Masters, when he hit that wayward tee shot on 10, I sent him a message of support afterwards because I felt his pain and he responded. And if Rory wins this year's Masters, I'll say congratulations on achieving the Grand Slam, right? That, that sport, that sport and that sportsmanship, that's the humility of the game. That's me. That's how I would do it. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So... He, again, he is softening his Soften, position. Yeah. And this is not the only thing he said that's kind of softened that position, but it does build that idea. What if, what if Rory wins the Grand Slam at the Masters? And then after that, now, you know, he's got his Masters. Because one thing that, that you got to hold on to for Rory, Rory wants that Grand Slam. No doubt. Right? If Rory was to go over to live now, he, he because he hasn't won a major in some time, he doesn't have that nice exemption pile. He does not. So what's going to happen That's is right. if the, there's not a deal for official world golf rankings, Rory's going to start to tumble like all the other guys down the official world golf rankings. Mm. We saw a bunch of live players playing an Asian tour event this past yeah. weekend, just trying to get back up those rankings. Mm-hmm. I don't, That's one thing I don't think Rory would ever jeopardize. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't see Rory going to live and losing out on his ability to keep chasing that green jacket. Mm-hmm. However, Rory wins the green jacket this year and Greg Norman and the powers that be at live put $800 million in front of him. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. So kind of continuing on with that interview, um, Rory's Rory's ex-agent, he said, who knows? He doesn't need the 750 million pounds, but it's odd what he's done. And I'm sure it's a possibility if he does it or not. I don't know. But if Rom can do it, then most guys can do it. And we said that recently. We said Rom really was the game changer. He's the one who, as soon as he went, guys like Rory started to change their tone and it mm-hmm. became less of a stigma. And it is true. If Rom can do it, because we, we would, similar to Rory, we would have been sitting here a year ago and never thinking Rom's going to go. Yeah. And then he did. I think the PGA Tour has an enormous problem on their hands. I just do. I just see this. Forget about Rory right now. I'm just looking at the current, like, past couple weeks, current week coming up. You got the Mexico Open. Then you got the Cognizant Classic. The fields are getting lighter. The names aren't as great. I don't even know who won in Mexico. Nap? Don't even know who he is. Right? But let me ask you this. If Rory does go to live and Matsuyama goes to live, which we're going to talk about in a sec, is it lights out for PGA Tour weekly events? Forget about the majors. Those it becomes a great out. question. And, and what I, I'm seeing here is I'm two-sided on this. Watching the PGA Tour events for the last couple of weeks, I found it incredibly entertaining to see young, like... No doubt. But huge. I mean, the story we had this past week of, of a guy who went from being a security guard bouncer two years ago to winning on the PGA Tour, big personality, all that stuff... I like where we're headed in a certain way where we now have the the tour and these non-signature events opens up the pathway for new storylines, new exciting individuals. However, where I think we're definitely starting to split that tour is you have your your signature events where everybody's going to show up mm-hmm. and your non-signature events where it's just going to be hard to pull the yeah. big household names. Right. I wonder if we're going to run into an eventual merger between these two where basically it, it just becomes like a list of like big, big events, non-major events on either tour and how they shuffle those guys around. And right. the other ones that are not so big, you're going to see these up and coming names. Yeah. I really don't know, but there's no doubt that mm. the PGA tour has to be nervous about this. And now keep in mind, this is just one person's opinion here, but 
same type of thing from you know his former agent. He said, and he talked specifically about Jay, and he said, how Jay Monahan has a job, I have no idea. He's managed to hang out to dry the whole of the PGA Tour who went to live and the whole of the PGA Tour who didn't go to live, but he's still there. Mm -hmm. It's frightening. Yeah. And I think that speaks to largely what you're kind of saying. It's like PGA Tour could be in trouble, but he's got a solid point there. You know, he the way that Jay has has really handled this has created a a tough scenario for both the guys who did and didn't go. And, and sure. Rory's on that side. It didn't go. Rory's a guy who, who backed the PGA tour stood there as their poster boy and really came out of it with nothing. Yeah. Empty handed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want you guys to weigh in, in the comments. Um, let us know, like, is this something, is something starting to stir here? Do you think is a realm of possibility? Because I think we live in a world now of a, of a news cycle where there's almost nothing that there's no coming back from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. right and, yeah. and, a, and a guy like Rory who has us before apologized and said, Hey, I spoke wrong about the Ryder cup. Now I feel differently. Mm-hmm. And Rom and changing his tone, you know, people were on Rom for what a week or two for his change of tone. And then yeah, that kind that of it. fizzled away. Yep. Right. I could see no different. Rory be like, okay, for $800 million, I can live with the grief for two weeks of everyone saying I'm a hypocrite and then I'll move on. And then I'll move on. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. So you I think- don't, I don't give it a huge chance. I think that this is definitely a large point of speculation, but I think it's enough good points being made that it's worth the discussion. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, even outside of Rory, even if another big name wins at Augusta, I got to think they they could be a large target for a, a large bag of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a, uh, I, I don't know. It's one of these not really popular guys, but not really no namers. One of these in the middle of the packs, mm-hmm. like uh, Charlie Hoffman. I don't know. I'm just throwing a name out of the blue, but you know what I mean? If that guy ends up winning at Augusta, he could see 200 million thrown at him. It's crazy how they're still going after these guys to bring him over. Um, but I want to know is why have they not yet signed Matsuyama? Why is he not left? It's a great question. And, and if nothing else, what we've, we've shown is that with this pending framework agreement being solidified X, Y, Z, the tour that out of the two of them that hasn't taken their foot off the pedal is live, mm-hmm. you know, making these possible rumor mills and, the, uh, you know, possible money that's sitting on the table for Rory and now Matsuyama. So let's, let's get into that for a quick second. So and before you dive into Matsuyama, just eerie, this was eerie. Neiman won at the Genesis and then shortly after signed with live Matsuyama just won at the Genesis. Yeah. So I'm curious. And on top of that, now we saw again, this melding and this softening yep. Neiman gets an invite to the masters. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that showed that there was another pathway. The, the masters is, as they said in their own words, they're looking for winners of big international, you know, yeah. events. Uh, there was, I believe it was Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you, you win in these other events. So there's other pathways in. So as much as we said that, even with Rory, yeah, there could be other pathways yeah, there's, there's into, other the, in. into the majors. But and into the running out. He's a 2021 Masters winner, so 2026 Masters always and Masters forever. he'll have forever. I know that. I think it's a five to ten year exemption based on the based different on the other different ones, ones yeah. right? So, but yes, it proves the point that um, Liv is not stopping in their in their pursuit of big names. They're yeah. not just comfortable, obviously, to just rest where they are and wait for the agreement. Mm-hmm. So Matsuyama obviously had his his recent big win. 
We've also seen that Liv has been largely pursuing a very international audience. Um, it's even hard for us in some ways being here in the States to speak of it because we don't even necessarily see how big it is right. overseas. And that's why I love what you guys give us that take in the comments. Uh, a lot of you are watching from overseas and, and kind of let us know even like watchability. Like we struggle with watchability here yeah. when I talked about traditional broadcast. No doubt. Yeah. But it's bigger in other areas. Dude, he's and, huge in Japan. Right. He's so like opening MJ that, over that market yeah. over there. So this is what he said. Um, Greg Norman was asked about that and he said, and he's upfront about it. You got you to gotta give him that credit. He's mm. very upfront. He said, we've been trying to get Hideki Matsuyama over to Live Golf. I don't mind admitting that. When Hideki won, speaking of the Genesis Invitational in L.A., what's the first thing I did? I said, congratulations, Hideki. I'm proud of you, mate. So yeah. he's staying he's in salesman. his ear. He's a salesman. You're right. We know that about him. And that's Norman. his job. That's you his know, job to do. Start him something nice before you hit him with the sales pitch. Is to recruit okay. these guys. Yep. So I, I have no doubt that there are guys who are sitting there with consistent offerings, but Yes. I mean, this, again, Where where's the tipping point for us? Where is it where we keep saying, if he goes, is that is that the, the nail mm -hmm. in the coffin? Is that the nail? I think Liv is very quietly playing a much longer game mm -hmm. and looking to slowly add and yeah. add and add. And, and you guys agree with me or disagree with me in the comments? I'd love to hear this. But I think if Hideki does go, he is deserving of exactly what John Rahm got. Just because John Rahm for Spain hmm. is Hideki for Japan. They're both major winners. They're both on the top of their game. They're both superstars. Yeah. I don't think Rahm is any better for the play. I just think they both deserve the same amount. I think if Hideki goes, you should get 600 million. I think if you're thinking of it as a business play and the fact of what he does for opening up that Japanese yep. market, that's, then that's I it. think he's, he's... Rahm's won more and stuff, but... Yep, yeah. he's worth that pull. But... We also, I mean, we got some, a lot more here to dive into. We still got to talk about Anthony Kim, which is another thing that's going to bring curiosity and eyeballs over to the live event that's coming up this week. Mm -hmm. um, and also this, where it's not all roses. As much as it seems like they're all coming together, there's still indications that it's not. And and this and this John Rom Tiger Woods snub is kind of evidence of that. So let's do a, a quick word from our sponsors, and then dive into both those topics. Guys, if you've been following along, you know we've been using Ripstick, and they're easily the ultimate speed golf training aid out there because it comes with eight different weight combinations. They're all in one stick. I love how convenient that is, Mike. I keep it right in my bag at all times. And you can really use that to just quickly switch between that overload, underload training. Uh, it's just a fancy way of saying you're swinging more and less, less weight. But I think for some of us who are just doing it for the first time, our, us for that example with speed training, you worry that like you want to make sure you're doing it right. right. And that's where this, this terrific app, it's my favorite part of the program, comes in. Uh, Ripstick has a fr uh, an app that's free for iOS and Android, and it literally walks you through the entire speed training process. There's four levels in there. It'll guide you through it. It tells you what exercises to do on what day. It'll even baseline you and kind of have you take these benchmarks as you go so you can see that swing speed increasing as you go. Uh, we both saw it speed, uh, speed gains from it, and it'll tell you even what days to rest. So I really love everything about the system so far. And it's also, you know, as, as far as, you know, training systems go, it's very affordable, especially when you use our code. So use code golficity for 20% off site wide, get out there and make this the season that you start, you know, 
getting to those par fives and two, you know, out driving your buddies. It's all within reach. You just got to get into that speed training system that works. And Ripstick has been fantastic for us. So go and check it out. Use code Golficity at checkout on their website. And we all aspire to outperform the player we were yesterday. I mean, this takes practice, commitment, and trusting that your golf ball will perform the way you need on every type of shot. The title is Pro V1 and Pro V1X offer advanced technology and performance that rewards your best swings and helps you shoot lower scores. Both models are exceptionally long, they deliver consistent flight, and they featured unrivaled control. The Pro V1, Frank, that's your ball. That this is. is the best combination of distance, spin, and feel in the game, and it delivers penetrating flight. I love the Pro V1X. That's what I was fit into. That was, those fly higher, they spin more in the short game, and they give you low spin on the longer shots to maximize your distance. You can find out more about the Pro V1 and the Pro V1X, including which is the best choice for you, at Titleist.com. And lastly, the Hydro Series line of rain jackets be perfect for today. It's pouring here in the yeah. Northeast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pouring hard out there. And, and these jackets are designed to protect players in everything from light mists to those heavy downpours like we have today. They feature the Dry Joys waterproof technology, these guys are so smart who create these things, right? It's just like incredible what goes into this apparel. I mean, the ultimate protection uh, for every player, no matter whatever condition you tee it up in, no matter where in the world, because elements are different everywhere. They're lightweight design. They're easy to store in your bag. Any type of golf trip you got coming up, you may be in Florida. We're going to stream song soon. And we're going to be bringing this stuff with us because although it's warm, it could rain. It could be weird out there weather-wise. So we've got everything lined up, including the Hydro Series. Go check out the entire lineup of the Hydro Series at footjoy.com. All right, so uh, Rory obviously was is the big attention getter right now with this recent interview that kind of broke the internet. But the other big thing, of course, and this has been a building thing, is Anthony Kim. So been waiting a decade. Absolutely. And and, and rumors <laughs> of live have been going on. Now, this is not short-lived. <laughs> short-lived yeah, for live. You there you that. go. Uh, year. At least yeah. a year yep. people have been talking about this. Um, so just kind of like bringing up to speed on this. And, and if anybody who's kind of missed it or maybe newer to the game, because uh, his career, I mean, really, he's been out of the game for almost a decade now. Yeah. Um, but when Anthony Kim first came out, he was one of the hottest things, a young player, uh, you know, compared immediately with with uh, with Tiger's early records, you know, winning twice in a season. He was he was also a big personality, the big belt buckles yep. and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. So really a, a, a player that that garnered a lot of attention. Uh, but the unfortunate reality was he he you know, he suffered an injury. Um, we saw a number of withdrawals uh, from from different events and it just kind of disappeared from there it's never been fully confirmed but it's been highly speculated and and really kind of investigatively looked into um is that it's very possible that he took a uh an insurance policy payout that required him to stay out of the game and the the idea there was that it was a career ending injury and the payouts been speculating were from 10 to 20 million dollars as part of that being career ending, it meant that he could no longer participate on the PGA Tour. Now remember, the PGA Tour, although lucrative, wasn't nearly as lucrative back in those days. Right. You know, he won an event, he took home a million bucks, mm-hmm. right? So 10 to $20 million one-time payout, or maybe it was over time, but regardless, that guaranteed payout would be even more attractive in those days because he would have meant he would have win a lot more times on tour to make that same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And who knows, I mean, other than him and his doctors, it, what his performance would have been. Right. Since then, though, it's kind of reached rock star status. There's yeah. been Anthony Kim's spottings. Um, 
I got like I gotta, the internet's favorite player. I you know? think he can make millions on um, interview rights, first interview, right? Possible because like everyone wants to know the story. What happened to you ten years ago? Obviously, he's not going to maybe talk. And he about may it, not but, never talk about but that. Everyone's probably chomping to get him on as an interview, but that's just it. Like li- again, where him potentially going to live is going to be a huge plus on their side huge. because the curiosity is so yep. high. Like I said, almost like, easy to call him like the internet's favorite golfer. It's just been so much speculation and things like that. Now, we're, what we're seeing is that he's now thirty-eight years old. Um, I don't know the status of the injury. There's mm-hmm. been just some people seeing him playing practice rounds. He's he's largely kept. He's been actually done a fantastic job of keeping all his personal life and anything like that really out of the spotlight for yeah, as much attention. We as haven't seen been. anyone you know track him down on a golf course filming his swing. Right. Yeah. So it's like there's the curiosity factor alone that people may tune in. So what he's going to be doing? He's now 38 years old now. So he's not an old man. Right. You know. Um, but he's going to be playing. It's a what they're calling a wild card yeah, deal, so. Um, and so I don't know what that means. The team format and everything else, I just don't know how that means I they're going to fit him in. I don't know either. He's not on a team officially, but he could rotate in for someone who's injured. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. there's somebody on a team that's going to sit out. I honestly don't know, and I, I would think we'd have a little bit more information by now, given the fact that he's supposed to play as soon as this Friday, right? Um, but I think. If nothing else, what it will do for Liv is it'll get more of those curiosity clicks. There's lots of people, undeniably, and like I said, we we appreciate everyone's opinion on both sides. There's some people who say, I'm never going to tune into Liv, and I won't, and I won't, and I won't. Well, maybe some part portion of that population will be like, well, now I got to see this. Yeah, it's Anthony Kim. It. I got to right. turn it on. Um, and that talks to the idea of we've been saying of, of Liv just keep going after names that could potentially get people to tune in. Um, but, you know, what and again, this is just kind of from different sources. And what we heard is like two different sources had told Sports Illustrated that he is set to join the 54 player field for at least three events this season. Interesting. So it's like, what does it mean? Like, what's this wild card? Yeah. What's that stuff? But it makes me wonder, like, and again, things that we can only speculate on, but you, you kind of passes the, um, the litmus test of like logic that could be one being. Liv did not exist when that, whatever that policy, that career ending policy was written, mm-hmm. the PGA tour was the top tour, the main professional tour, the tour he played on. Right. Is it written in that, that he could not play in the PGA tour or is it that he can't play in professional golf? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if the PGA tour is spelled out, well, Liv didn't exist back then. Yeah. This could be the ultimate loophole yeah, in seriously. his, in his policy. Right. The other thing that it could be, is that his deal with Liv, which has the the deepest pockets, thanks to the, you know their backing of from the PIF? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a money decision that ten or twenty million, whatever it was at the time, is nothing compared to what he could potentially make now at Liv. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, it wasn't a lot of money. If you think about it, he he took ten, if it was ten million over ten years, hmm. could easily all that money could be gone by now. It could have be spent if he didn't, you know, whatever, whatever. And that's part of the the great allure, exactly. Because there's been speculation that it was more money, and then he invested it wisely, and he doesn't have to worry about money anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> None of right. us know. None of us know. But that's what's said. But live is also kind of his only pathway, because other than some sponsors' exemptions, you know, he's no longer. He can't just walk back onto the PGA Tour. Yeah. I mean, I think he let his medical exemption go. I mean, things over a decade, that mm-hmm. falls away. Right. You know, 
you don't just have the opportunity to just pop back in. So live might be his only pathway back and it might be his smartest. It might be the most brilliant thing he's ever done if, if, it, if it was that. If he ended up getting that much money and he just kind of invested it wisely, then all of a sudden if that money's either winding down or not, now 10 years has gone by and he gets another bag, yeah. sets him up again. Right. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe that money's been paid out, exhausted, and now it's like, but again, 10 might be nothing. You know, you, know, you see these guys just being on a, a winning team, they're taking home yeah. two, three million dollars in a week. Exactly. You know, you know what would be the first question I would ask Anthony Kim if he was on this show? What's that? What did you do for the last 10 years? What is a day in the life? Did you go surfing? Did you go? Did you work at the local Walmart? Like, what did you do? Right. Because <laughs> he also, he keeps his personal life so tight to the vest. Yeah. We don't know if he's married, he has kids. And maybe he's just hanging out, buying belt buckles. <laughs> yeah. We don't seriously. know. But so there's, there's another one that like it, it remains to be seen, but if he does ultimately tee it up, yeah, like we think he's going to, I, I have to think that that's going to have more people pushed into the live product. Cause they're like, I got to see this. Yeah. And I think that's what live is trying to create are these, I got to see it events. I got to see John Rahm's first tee shot, yep. you know, with his new team under a different flag. Yeah. You know, I have to see Roy McElroy, uh-huh. the guy said never want to go go. If those things come to fruition. But like I said, it's not all roses. Right. There is still a, a certain degree here of what feels like possibly animosity. So this is just kind of broke over the weekend. And John Rahm had revealed, according to Nuclear Golf and some other sources, John Rahm had revealed that he reached out to Tiger Woods following his move to live and was ghosted. Did they say what he reached out for? No response. It, it doesn't say. Maybe it was an olive branch. Maybe it was to say directly. Without. Now, remember, Tiger is now the one who is starting to assume that role that Rory had with the player advisory board, with him being helping and leading up those negotiations. Maybe Rom was reaching out to say, hey, let's talk about these ongoing negotiations. Who knows? Tiger, from what we hear from the guys, has always been the one who's kind of been very supportive of all these guys and get back to them. And so it, yeah. it doesn't seem like Tiger is one to. It seems like it's a standout event, at least in Rom's condition, to to be ghosted. Yeah, by him, and it just makes you wonder: was was Tiger a little bit salty at the idea of like, hey, you you left us? So again, as much as it seems like they're coming together. And, and there's a lot of guys, too, that could take this, like, the last thing they want to do is get on Tiger's bad side. Yeah, I feel like you cross Tiger, there's no going back. Right. Yeah. Especially from the PGA Tour, where and as his his growing position there, and his growing position with, you know, TGL. Don't forget. That's another thing to keep in mind. I could see some, some friction there. He bailed. Because ultimately, Tiger and the TGL, like, he, you know, Rom was set to be one of the faces over no there. No doubt, no doubt, right. And now by making that move under the current thing, because the TGL does have its partnership with the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and as the current rules stand, now these could be changed. You're, you know, if you're suspended from the PGA Tour because of your move, you can't play in the TGL either. Right. So maybe that was a big motivation there for Tiger to just. Well, he's going to see him in a him. month at dinner at Augusta. I'll ask him. Yeah. Why'd you ghost me, man? 
By the way, I think I think that dinner, like, remember last year how like it was like Phil didn't show up and all this stuff. Yeah, I think all that is gone. I think everyone's going to be there. I, I don't think there's anyone on Live who's going to be afraid to show up. Exactly. Let's put it that way. I think Phil will be back. Rom's going to be there. You know, you got Scheffler on one side, Rom on another. You got Hideki that he's so questionable. You got Tiger there. <laughs> to you be a fly Jack on the Nicholas, wall, Gary play. To be a fly on the wall in that room. Yeah, because you've got how many Live guys in there? Bubba, Sergio, Hide- um, Hideki. Wow, jumping the gun there. Um, <laughs> you just put him on live. I just put him on live. <laughs> He's there now. <laughs> and at least Rom, I, I, at least three I can count. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you got a pretty significant representation. Whereas oh, in the DJ. past, where in the past it would have been like you know just Phil and 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 DJ or right. like it's slowly it's starting slowly to grow. Slowly going to be a half live in the champions dinner type of thing yeah. as the years go by. Some of those guys kind of die off there's kind of old guys there right right you know? well and then like you'll have as you said tiger sitting there right and it's it's it remains to be seen well i mean we'll keep an eye on it but regardless it just shows that this is an evolving um unfolding story with these constant twists and turns and to a certain extent i just want to find out what this agreement is and almost put us all out of our misery of, of constantly trying to speculate what it is what it is and what's going to be uh, but this is the big headline grabber has been the whole thing with Rory. There's no denying that almost a billion dollars is big head turning amount of money. So what do you guys think? Wayne in the comments, is this something real or is this just, you know, Rory's ex agent speculating and stirring the pot? If nothing else, like I said, it, it shows the possibility for something to happen that we never thought would happen before. Yeah. So big stuff. We'll continue to watch it. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you in the next one.